We chase cabinet officials. We hit control F for climate in Trump's budget. And we play cabinet trivia. Hint, there are nicknames. This is the climate lead at E&E News. I'm Evan Lehman, editor of Climate Wire. I'm Robin Bravender, deputy editor of Climate Wire. Might sound like I'm sick, but I'm in fact getting better. Here today to talk about cabinet secretaries and Trump's budget are our EPA reporter, Nina Hakinen, and our interior reporter, Brittany Patterson. So we can talk about what it's like to cover our administrators and secretaries. When was, I mean, when was the last time you saw Pruitt? Uh, last week, maybe. He was speaking at an agriculture event. There's always security that's posted at the entrances, and I think he was about 20 minutes late for the event. And they just sort of whisk him in and whisk him out, and there isn't really a chance to try to go corner him, even though we, we do all try to, to chase him down. But so he makes typical. it a habit of not, of avoiding reporters. He right. makes it a habit of avoiding reporters. Oh, completely, for sure. Um, but that's interesting because he likes the publicity. I mean, he likes to be covered in some ways, right? I mean, he seeks attention through his international travel, and he seeks attention by, you know, appearing at Trump's side in press conferences. So he likes to be highlighted. Right, but I, I think that maybe his concern is more of the energy reporters who cover him on a regular basis are not the friendly audience that he would like. I think he likes to choose the the situation that he's in and the people he's speaking to and a press gaggle is pretty, I don't know, unpredictable. You don't know, well, you probably do know what questions you'll get, but mm -hmm. you don't have sort of editorial control really of what's happening. and. Um, I think that's a, a scary prospect. Did he wind up doing a press call yesterday? No. Mm -hmm. So the other, at least two of the cabinet secretaries we cover, Ryan Zinke and Rick Perry, both had press calls about their budgets, but Scott Perry didn't, which is interesting. Yeah. You know, these other secretaries are kind of playing by the rules of how things typically go, and Pruitt just seemed to not want to play baseball, I guess. <laughs> play ball. Brittany, you were on the conference call with Zinke yesterday. Yes. Is he pretty open about taking questions from whatever, about whatever reporters want to talk about? Yeah, I would say Zinke, and maybe this is because he also has had some years in public service, whether being a state senator in Montana or being a congressman in the House. Um, he's very gregarious, and I think he really enjoys talking to reporters, he often takes questions. Yeah, he has a personality for it, right? I mean, he enjoys it, whereas Pruitt is this sort of careful person who is a lawyer and likes to draft his responses in careful ways, it seems. Yeah. As long as he's controlling his message. Right. Well, we've heard that EPA, you know, has chosen certain outlets as favorites, right? I mean, press releases go to some outlets and not others. And they, of course, don't publicize his schedule ahead of time. He's traveled abroad to Morocco and elsewhere without anybody knowing it until it actually happens, which is unusual for an administrator of the EPA. Yeah. Yeah, it's frustrating for sure. Zinke, <laughs> on the other hand, rides in by horseback, right? <laughs> I will say, though, I think Zinke is also very partial to the, you know, 
do and then tell situation. He's very active on Twitter, and I will often open up Twitter and be like, oh, cool, he's in Utah today. <laughs> cool. I had no idea that was happening. Mm. So, Brittany, when's the last time you saw Ryan Zinke in person? About an hour ago. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, Zinke was speaking to the National Congress of American Indians. Um, here in D.C.? Here in D.C. at the Hilton, the Capitol Hilton on 16th Street. Um, and he spoke for about 20 minutes and then took questions from um, different members of the audience. and Including reporters? Nope. <laughs> uh, but two e &E reporters attended the event, myself and Pamela King from mm -hmm. Energy Wire. Okay. And Pam got a question in, and I recorded that. <laughs> we chased him all the way down <laughs> a flight of stairs oh, okay. outside of the building nice. to Good. him like climbing into his car. And the question was shouted as he jumped into his black Absolutely. SUV. Yeah, and, but and he answer. answered it. Yeah. Nice. Interesting. So just to go back to what we were talking about with Nina, um, sounds like Zinke is more accessible to reporters than maybe Scott Pruitt is. Do you normally, when he's appearing in public places, does he normally take questions from reporters or have a gaggle afterwards? I would say 90% of the time. And he, he's often good about asking regional reporters or like local reporters if he's out west, um, having at least some press availability. I will say it's not like we're getting schedules in advance. There's a lot of FOIA requests as far as some of these meetings go. Um, can we talk about the budget for a minute? Sure. So in the narrative main part of Trump's budget, climate was mentioned twice. One was a climate not dealing at all with climate change. It was about the climate inside schools. The other climate change reference was to an EPA climate change program they wanted to cut. Um, so that was an, an interesting development. But maybe you guys can both talk about, in terms of your specific agencies, how climate came up. You have some contrasting experiences with how climate's dealt with both at Interior and EPA that I think is interesting. Yeah, uh, well, for EPA, they decided to cut uh, climate research and climate uh, partnership programs, which are programs that work with businesses and are voluntary. The one exception to that, which I found really interesting, was the Energy Star program. It's the blue star label that you see on washing machines and other kinds of appliances. And the Trump administration tried to get rid of this last year, and there was a huge backlash. And so this year, they said that we're not going to get rid of it, but we're going to pay for it with user fees. So basically, the companies that want to get certification through Energy Star would have to pay some sort of fee in order to get that label now. So there are really notable climate cuts to EPA in Trump's proposed budget. Um, it was interesting to see sort of the contrast of that at Interior, where there is some money for directly for climate change, although there were some cuts too. Brittany, maybe you can talk about that. Yeah. So in, in the Department of the Interior's main budget, um, the only time climate change is mentioned is that the agency has to submit a report to Congress about how much money it's spending on climate and for what programs. But as you know, Interior has a lot of different sub-agencies. So, for example, at USGS, the basically interior science agency, um, there was some pretty significant cuts to these things called climate science centers. They basically help land managers adapt to climate change. The proposed budget, it doesn't get rid of them entirely, but it cuts their budget by about 40% compared to what 
Congress funded it in fiscal 2017. I suppose now is the right time to say that this budget is going nowhere, right? I mean, <laughs> Congress just passed a two-year budget plan that, you know, increases the spending caps by hundreds of billions of dollars. And the Trump administration voiced discontent with those new caps in its budget yesterday, but went along with it. I mean, Trump signed that budget deal into law on Friday. Um, so, so the reality is that this budget proposal is more of a statement of, of political uh, priorities than it is of spending priorities. And in terms of those climate science centers, the Trump administration already tried to make these cuts and Congress wasn't having it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And the Senate appropriations bill that passed a couple months ago, they funded them at almost the same levels that they had been funded before. So they're pretty popular. Should we have a Purit and Zinke pop quiz? Yeah. yeah. Let's do a pop <laughs> quiz. I, mean, I like love this quiz. idea. Just, How tall is Pruitt? Uh, I would guess 5'7". Zinke? Six, two, three? He's pretty tall. My arm hurts when I record him. Oh, <laughs> good. That's a good metric. Uh, dog names? Ragnar. I have no idea. He used to have a dog. I don't know if it's still alive. Nicknames? Nickname, Zinky? Z-Man. Z-Man. And everybody knows Pruitt. Awesome. At least according to three guys who used to be on his baseball team. Standard outfit? Gr lightish gray or dark gray suit? Tie? Yes. Color? Any favorite patterns? Uh, nothing that stands out for uh -huh. sure. Uh -huh. Zinky? Zinky often wears blue suits um, and he likes fun socks mm. and he likes fun ties. So I've seen him wear like a Star Wars rebel chip tie. He wore that to his um, reporter happy hour for Christmas time, mm. which I thought was fitting. Mm -hmm. Something else Pruitt has never done for no. reporters. Sadly. And but today he had a bright tie on? Today he had a very bright tie. I'm assuming it was a gift from a tribe. There are seven tribes, I think, in Montana, and he prides himself on being close to them. But mm. it was red, and it had beads. It was actually really pretty. And he also had, I think, a water buffalo pin mm. on. Mm -hmm. uh, favorite catchphrases? Do they say, make America great again? No, more like rule of law and things like that. Back to basics. Back to basics. Cooperative federalism? Yeah. How about Zinke? I'm an all of the above energy guy. Does he, energy, does he say energy dominance? He loves to say energy dominance. Did he say it today? He did. <laughs> Where'd they grow up? Montana. Kentucky. Trick. Thanks for coming. That's it for the Climate Lead. Check out our stories at eenews.net. Thanks for listening.